Hey, what's going on? Oh, Dad, get out! Oh, after all I've done for this family. This is Bluey's Brisbane. Well, g'day. It's Justin here for Bluey's Brisbane, the podcast that goes behind the scenes of Bluey and explores the real-life world of our favourite healer family. Well, it's almost Father's Day here in Australia. And if you watch Bluey, it's a pretty safe bet that you reckon that Bandit is the best ever dad to grace our television screen. So we thought, what better way to get in the mood and celebrate Father's Day than to hear from the man himself, Dave McCormack, the voice of Bandit Healer. Before we get into our chat with Dave McCormack, hot off the presses is the fact that Hamish Blake, the Australian comedian and radio host who also voices Jack's dad on Bluey, has been named Australian Father of the Year for 2023. It says the road is only for cars that are four-wheel drives. Is our car four-wheel drives? No. It's in all-wheel drives. How many wheels have we got? Four. Lulu, hold on to your strawberries. We're coming, Jack! This award has been given out by The Fathering Project. They're a not-for-profit organisation focused on giving children the best life possible through engaged and effective fathers. And they reckon that Hamish introduces a dose of reality and acknowledges that perfection isn't always attainable. Here's what Hamish had to say about winning the award of Father of the Year for 2023. Hi, it's uh, Hamish Bay here. And look, being awarded Father of the Year is obviously a really huge honour. It's a strange one because it's not really something you can win. And my kids weren't asked and they didn't vote and they're probably qualified more than anyone. But I am really grateful. Being awarded Father of the Year, it is slightly strange because uh, it's not a competition, obviously being a parent, but as a chance to sort of stand up and talk about the importance of fathering and, and being a dad, it's a, it's a really it's a really huge honour and, and, I, and I hope I get to do that. That's Jack's dad, a.k.a. Hamish Blake, Australian Father of the Year for 2023. And you can also check Hamish out on his podcast called How Other Dads Dad. What better way to get into the spirit and celebrate Father's Day than to chat to Dave McCormack, the voice of Bandit Healer. And when we sat down to talk to Dave, we also took the opportunity to talk to him about his music, his band Custard, and how he got started with music in Brisbane back in the day. Lots of times you go see bands and they are on stage and then they disappear back to some sort of kingdom on the clouds made of gold and paper mache, but... Custard, we've always prided, we've always, you know, thought of ourselves as a band of the people for the people. There's nothing fancy about us. There's nothing highfalutin. We're very much the um, the sort of Dara of bands, the Inala of bands, if you will, the Oxley of bands. I'm an Oxley girl, actually, Dave, so... Um, I love Oxley. My heart when beats Oxley, a little faster then. <laughs> oh, good, Lou, good. Well, remember... Um, I don't know what vintage you are, but there used to be a go-kart um, racing centre like at Oxley um, back in the 80s. And Oxley was like this amazing place, like I say, that had go-karts. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I used to pass through Oxley because I went to school at Ipswich. But yes. I, I, my parents lived at Kenmore. So many a time we'd be, you know, driving Ipswich Road, turn left at Oxley, back to Kenmore, to the western suburbs of Brizzy. But um, yeah, Oxley's good. Oh, Oxley's still good. Sherwood, absolutely. I love Indra Pilly, 
Uh, those those places um, still hold a lot of mystique and and uh, magic to me. I love those words, mystique and magic, because you're you've got that double life thing going. You're Dave McCormack, rock star, custard, but in your double life, you're also voicing Bandit, and there are bluey That's- locations. Do you get yeah. a lovely sense of nostalgia or that magic and mystique where you know that episode is somewhere you've been before? Yeah, yeah. And I like the animation, the drawings are very Brisbane as well. So it's a, it's a really good fit for me. I, I mean, I'm not an actor by any stretch of the imagination, but being a dad of two daughters and having it based in Brizzy, it's sort of... Um, sort of my life in a weird way. So <laughs> that's why I have so much doing it. And I think maybe that's why people love it so much because it's not acting. It's more, yeah, this is it. This is this oh, is yeah. my memory bank. And like Justin and I, we grew up on you and Custard mm-hmm. and the big brizzy bands of the 90s. Yeah. Like we were going to the, the uni gigs. Yeah, the Gurge, the Finger. The Finger, the Screen Feeder. Yeah, that's it. And that that was our life as suddenly new adults. Like there was just the explosion of music. But now we need yeah. a double babysitter to go to your gigs. But uh, has know. Bluey brought you a whole new generation of fans who didn't have that 90s, you know, experience? Yeah, There's so there's there's – parents who had the 90s experience and now they make the connection and and that seems to be good but the younger generation the people the kids or the par- younger parents who only know me from bluey they seem somewhat repulsed by the custard music <laughs> they seem it doesn't fit into their their mind schemata you know how they've made up oh that's banded healer and their body and their mind is rejecting this previous existence. So it's a, it's it can be quite a, a visceral reaction, especially from young kids. They're like, oh, yuck, what is that? <laughs> now get on board, young kids. Come on. Maybe when the young kids get older, they'll find some redeeming features in um, Custard. But <laughs> I'm finding features of Custard material now that I never noticed before. We were rehearsing on Sunday and uh, – we tried the song that we wouldn't have played for, I don't know, 25 years. It's a song called Scared of Skill, and I think it was the first track off um, one of our albums called We Have the Technology. And I was hearing it for the first time. It was it was beguiling and mysterious. Just speaking of that time, you know, can you take us back to Brisbane in the early 90s? You know, you're talking about 25 years ago. So so I, I first yeah. discovered Wahootie Fandango, I think it must have been about grade 12. Just fell in love with yep. the, the 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 sound. Can you take us back to that that scene in the the early to mid nineties? I remember reading an article in um, it was probably Rolling Stone, probably around the mid to late nineties, and they had this sort of Brisbane band um, sort of family tree, and it was almost like Custard was right at the centre of it, and, and branching out from Custard were all these myriad of other bands. What what was the scene like in Brisbane in the early nineties, just before it all exploded? Yeah, well, the, the scene, so the, the Brisbane scene started for me when I went to Queensland University in 1986. And, and so all of a sudden you're out of high school and all of a sudden the, you've got more free time, less structured learning time. And the student union had a rehearsal space with a vocal PA. So myself and Paul Majew, who's a bass player from Custard, and a couple of other people started a band called Who's Gerald? And we were... The, the, there was a scene there, but it was 
it was embryonic and um and we'd play lunchtime uni gigs and maybe at a venue in the valley and it was all it was it was beginning like there'd been huge bands from Brisbane but it was beginning and we were only just sort of getting into that world and then Triple Z, we, we sort of got in that world a bit. And then the early 90s, it just seemed like something clicked. Triple J came to Brisbane, you know, so they were looking for Brisbane bands. And it just seemed like there was a, I don't know, there was something in the water and all of a sudden there were so many great bands and so many great venues. And we we had a rehearsal space in Bradley Street, Spring Hill, and you know, the joke was anyone who turned up at that rehearsal space left being in a band. The band might not have lasted for more than, you know, a rehearsal or two, but it just seemed we'd walk in and whoever was there, okay, we're a band. What are we called? Uh, I don't know, polystyrene. Great. What songs are we going to do? Uh, let's do a Pixie song and then I got this other song. Okay, cool. Should we do a gig? Yeah, let's see if we can get a gig. And it just happened that quickly and then the bands would disappear as well. But... You know, in our Spring Hill band room, I, I couldn't even count the amount of bands, maybe 20 over the, during the 90s. It was a fertile period and we were all early to mid-20s and I don't think any of us had a job. We were all on the dole from memory and it, all we'd do was, you know, make up band names and try and design posters. I'm just wondering what it's like, you know, fast forward now 30 years you know, we've all got kids and there's careers and stuff that kind of get in the way. What's it like, you know, doing the band and, you know, doing all the stuff again? It's good. The band at the moment's more, it's certainly less hectic and um, it's certainly less hard work. Like, um, I don't know, because we're all old now. We're all over 50. So, <laughs> you know, we're like, instead of buying the red sports car, we buy like a nice guitar or something like that. So it's very much parents, it's certainly past, past our prime physically and mentally. And, uh, but, you know, we're, we're having fun and rediscovering it all. And it's a lot more civilized now, Justin and Lou. Like in the old days, you drive eight hours in a shitty van and, get to a venue and lug in a whole lot of equipment and then wait around a 1,000 hours to play at 2 o'clock in the morning. And now we'll sort of have a very uh, sophisticated sound check and there'll be amps and drum kits waiting for us there and then we might have a, a cheese platter and, and you know, nice. a selection of small <laughs> goods and a and a robust Shiraz, and it's all its all much more to my liking, although I do, like, to be honest, I, I used to, there was something I loved about being on the road for six weeks, driving up and down the eastern seaboard and playing night after night, and and sure, relationships can get frayed and, and you get tired and, and it's, it's hot and stinky and uncomfortable, but there's something magic about playing night after night and just that sort of uh, muscle memory memory um, chemistry that you get from a band playing heaps of gigs. Actually, Dave, how do you talk to your kids about being banded as well as the rock star? I mean, you're telling them, you know, I'm off to go play some gigs, kids. See you next week. Yeah, they've been to they've been to the odd festival show in uh, in Sydney, but and and 
I did a lot more gigs when they were young and they, they don't mind it because I normally bring them back Lego or something, you know, like a little <laughs> treat when I come back. So um, they, they don't mind that. But And the Bluey stuff, initially when the show started and they were a bit younger, sort of four and seven-ish, they were, they were into it. But now, um, you know, thanks to YouTube and streaming, kids uh, have access to so such a wide array of entertainment so they've they've alas moved on a bit from the bluey stuff, and I try and um, you know obviously the raging ego maniac that I am. I'm like, hey guys, you want to watch this bluey episode? And they're like, oh, you know, actually they will watch it if I if I suggest it and it's on, <laughs> but they won't. Um, they don't. Not anymore do they come up to me and say, hey dad, can we watch bluey again? But look, if if it's if I sort of point them in the right direction and we watch it then they'll, they'll watch the whole episode. They don't glaze over. But um, they were convinced that somehow someone was spying on us because it was so similar to our actual <laughs> life. But uh, I, I think they've got, gotten over that now. Because different families have different rules. And in this family, we don't say Dunny. Dunny's free. <laughs> Dad said it! Dad said it! Said what? Dave, we kind of want a collab... Of Custard yeah. meets Dave McCormack meets Josh Bush and the team. I know. Is it going I'm, to happen? I'm into can it. You, can um, you give us breaking def- news? Uh, look, I can't give you breaking news, but I can certainly say I, I think it, it ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't it? I don't know why. Um, I don't know why it hasn't happened so far. But like, how meta is this? Okay, if I'm the voice of the dad in the show, right? Yeah. Can't they put me in the show as me? Like have me animated as well? And then they can have me as the the parent dog talking to me as me. How weird it's would that all be? All starting to get a bit trippy, isn't it? I'd love it. It'd be like, hey bandit healer. Hi Dave McCormack. How are you? I'm pretty good. What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's write a song. <laughs> I have no authority, but I love it and we'll make it happen. I think it I think it could work. It'd be super trippy, as you say, but um <laughs> And, and only have my voice and those two characters in the whole episode. I think that'd Oof. be great. Little I Easter egg. Wow. Let's, let's pitch it to Ludo and Joe Brum and okay. you know, get them working on it. <laughs> okay, baby. Time to come out. <laughs> Sing to me, Pat. Oh, yeah, righto. Hey, True Blue. Is it me and you? Is it mum and dad? Is it a cock too? Is it standing by your mate? Yes, yes. An episode like Dad Baby, now that's one of my favourite episodes of Bluey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that is out there. You've, you've talked about, you know, Dave McCormack meeting Bandit Healer on the show. That's kind of an out there concept too, but Dad Baby is really out there. It um, is, isn't it? It's, it's just, <laughs> just wildly wacky. Um, when you get a script like that, what goes through your mind? Like what are you thinking? When They, they always send me through the script so I can have a look before we record it and and often I'm, I'm laughing my head off and just – eyes wide open in wonder at the concepts and the theories and, you know, they're just wonderful out there scripts. They're so, um, you know, they're sort of, they're sort of Python-esque in a way sometimes. But, um, Mm. and then, and then when, when Joe, um, who writes almost all of them, once he starts talking me through it and explaining it, it becomes even funnier and more amazing then. So, and we have an absolute ball doing it. Like I laugh my head off when we're doing it, and and then he's laughing his head off, and 
it's such a good it's such a good time it's it's never a hassle to do i love it hard not pat but i don't know how to deliver a baby i thought you grew up in a farm we grew sorghum you've put out respect all life forms I read a great story about the naming of the album. Could you just tell us the story about how Respect All Lifeforms got its name? Because this is a great story and I feel like this could only happen to Custard. Yeah, so we were were doing a gig in Fremantle. No, we were doing a gig in Perth um, and it was a festival gig. And, of course, we're old. Like I don't like flying to Perth and then it's four hours earlier and then you have to wait all day and play at night and it makes the day really long. So because we're old, let's we said let's fly over the day before, chill in Perth, then we've got the day just to, you know, hang out. And Glenn being the resourceful, clever person he is, said, if we're gonna be in Perth, let's um, you know, record some songs. So it was like, okay, quick, we've got to make up some songs. And he found this studio called Poon's Head Studio in Fremantle, which had this great um rambling old studio with, with amazing gear and a guy called Rob, who ran the place. So we rocked up there. We started recording these songs that we hadn't rehearsed. We were just showing each other ideas and jamming it out. And then this person came in with a, with a cowboy hat on. Cowboy hat! And he he knew Rob and he seemed quite eccentric and um, he, he introduced himself as Cowboy John and uh, he was hanging around us and he, he had a very, very unusual but very positive vibe. And then he was outside, you know, chain-smoking cigarettes and strumming on an out-of-tune guitar and, um, you know, playing these songs that were beautiful and bizarre and otherworldly. And then um, he got up and left and just said, respect all life forms. And then he he vanished, like, through the backyard onto the street. And I didn't know who he was, but the owner said, I've, I've got a photo of, of Cowboy John playing the keyboard. Um, do you want to see it? And he showed us that and we said... That's the album cover. The album's <laughs> going to be called Respect All Life Forms. That, and and Justin and Lou, it was one of the most magic, fortuitous mornings of my life, just to be able to record eight songs that, that didn't exist and get the album cover and the album title in one day in Fremantle. Amazing. It's very, it's very DIY, isn't it? Just, you know, bang, 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 it's all done. There's the album. Well, you, sometimes you just got to surrender to the universe and go, this is meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> like otherwise yeah. we, we would have overthought the album or what's it going to be or this or that or what. And then it's just, okay, great. That's the album title. Let's move. And we hadn't even finished. We didn't even have enough songs for the album then, but we had the album title. That's what I mean. We're, we're a band of the people for the people. People give us ideas. We steal it and make it our own. <laughs> <laughs> is there something you'd like to say? Whoever smelt it, dealt it? Mr. Healer. Okay, okay. I fluffied. In your child's face. The face is a bum level. It's hard not to. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Dave McCormack, the voice of Bandit Healer. Don't forget, if you want to follow us on the socials for more Bluey content, just search for Bluey's Brisbane on Facebook, Instagram and X. What the hell is X? Bring back Twitter. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. Oh, that's enough.